0: You are listening to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. Hello, and let's and welcome to let's be honest with your host just jonda the sample that the show is live is that i almost misspoke just starting the show thank you for hanging with us tonight those of you who are live and those who are going to listen to this on replay thank you for joining us tonight again so missy and i have looked at the past several shows when we came on to talk about One of our faves, the real housewives of Salt Lake City. And we decided that since we get into so much Bravo gossip that the show tends to run over and then I have to go back to my editor and have him recut it, which is what we've had to do the last two times, that we would do two separate shows, especially given that there seems to be so much gossip coming out of the Bravo Housewife universe Practically every day, and it and I don't know if it's just the, the weather. People are happy to be out and about, or the fact that some shows are hitting their peak while other shows are at their finale. For instance, you've got the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills wrapping up with their long suffering reunion, right as the Real House of Housewives of Potomac are about to start their four-episode long-suffering reunion that probably could be more like 90 minutes and call it a day. And then uh, in the midst of that, you have The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City finally hitting the point, which, as you know, Missy and I predicted this episode too, that they were going to get to the point where they would probably get to the whole Jen uh, arrest situation and start exploring that end of the storyline right around the time that they hit mid-season. And um, this is, we just had episode eight. And so, of course, from what we saw in the previews, Episode nine will hit that. You also have Real Housewives of Atlanta news because they are finally um, starting to film. Real Housewives of Miami is slated to come back. That's been announced, even though that's going to be on Peacock. So there's a whole lot going on, which means that there are a lot of stories in the news, some real, some planted, but it all keeps people joining in. So we're just waiting for Missy to come on and uh, get started because we've got a lot of gossip to cover. And then after we do this, immediately following this show, we are going to jump right in with The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which will be our next episode. Uh, We'll be talking about The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, episode eight. So lots of fun in store for you, those tonight who hang with us on the channel. Okay, Missy, you're here?
1: I'm here. Are you able to hear
0: me okay? I can hear you perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we've got to give you the welcome. So I was actually just telling everybody that you and I looked at it and just kind of giving a quick rundown of the fact that probably, and and I know you and I will get into this more as we go through our discussion, um, for a number of reasons, there just seems to be Bravo stories coming out constantly, and we know some of it is planted to kind of keep people engaged, but there are new shows that are jumping off. You have some of the women who, even though they're not on the show, which we'll get to, they just won't leave the news. And then of course, you've got these long suffering reunions, which based on the way things are um, are happening, are really going to go one right into the next. As soon as we're done with one set of reunions, we're gonna be going right into another set. So um, there's lots of stories being planted. Also, once you get close to reunion time, that's also when the claws come out too, not that the women aren't always going back and forth in social media, which to me spoils the show, but uh, you have even more claws coming out because we know that in order to make sure that they are extra ready to be catty at the reunion. um, Bravo shows them whatever remaining episodes they haven't seen yet to make sure they get them good and fired up. And we've seen that because even with Potomac, there's been several cast members who, uh, if you look at social media, it seems towards the beginning of the season, they were cool and you assumed that the factions would be going in one direction. But by the time we got to the end of the season, uh, they're not so cool anymore. And given that we know the footage was taped months and months ago, these changing factions have less to do with how they felt by the time the season was over and had some breathing room between whatever happened on the show um, and and these scenes, because we know they're set up scenes. Um, but then when they saw how it was edited and played back, and of course their confessionals put in, it gets them all riled up just in time for the reunion, which ends up spilling over onto social media. And it never ceases to amaze me because they lived these moments in real time and they know that a lot of the stuff that they're seeing when they watch the episodes is spliced together by production because when you lived it in real time you know it didn't happen that way but i guess maybe it's just the nature of the type of people who do these uh, who go on these type of shows uh they're not rational so (laughs) they're and they and they have a lot of ego yes they're exactly not rational kind of crazy a lot of ego so even when they see the stuff spliced together they know that it it could be out of sequence to the point where the stuff that they're seeing they know for a fact did not even happen chronologically in that order and we know that they that that happens And yet they still manage to get mad about it. And like I said, we see it play out on social media because the season will start and you'll see on social media or you'll see them out together and they're fine. And then by the time, even before the reunion, you start to see it change in terms of who's following who or they're going at it. They also get way too caught up with the fans, people they don't even know, and allowing that to factor in. But again, I say all this to say that lots of stuff is coming out because we've got reunion after reunion, which means that the women due to Bravo are getting all amped up and crazy, which then spills over into housewives news, so to speak. What What do you think about that, Missy?
1: I mean, I know for these reunion shows, usually I um, will half watch the season and then mm-hmm. watch the reunion closely, and then just fast forward past the scenes when they go over the scenes. Yes, I think I think that's why they're focusing more on. Um, the reunions and stretching
0: them out insufferably there is no union there well i i guess i'm putting the you know what comes first the chicken or the egg um there is no show at least Right now in the current Bravo universe, maybe years ago, seasons four, five, six, Atlanta, um, those early seasons with the Manzos and the Judiches on uh, on Real Housewives of New Jersey. But other than though, literally other than those two, every other show on every other season, even at their best none of them merited anything longer than two episodes which could literally be a two hour special these seasons are uh, these reunions are nothing but a money grab that stretches out and 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 the biggest in terms of really making that clear cuz you know when when you've got Atlanta even if the season is crap they've got the reunion down to an art in terms of women knowing what it is. Even if it's fake as hell, they are such experts at this now because they've been at it for so long. They know how to make the reunion better than the entire season. So if they get four episodes, it's still two episodes too many, but you can work with it. None of the other shows, but none of the other women are that Good, none of them. I, I mean, would be you know, curious
1: to know the pay structure. I mean, I know these women get paid per episode, but Well, does I the reunion they, count as the one reunion. episode?
0: No, the reunion counts as one episode. So if you uh, don't come to the reunion, you're probably obviously gonna piss off um, Andy and it could obviously impact what happens moving forward with you and, and the show. But um it's it's one money grab uh I've heard uh about a hundred thousand. That's really been uh and, and I really heard that. Well, I've heard it before, but recently it's been even more of a discussion, especially in light of what happened with the Real Housewives of New York reunion, um, because them not having it. Also, in addition to jipping um, the few fans that were willing to watch it, and I actually was willing to watch the reunion just for Ramona and Ebony K. Williams alone, but and I didn't even watch the season. I kept up with it, but I, like you, I didn't watch it, but I would have watched that, so If I were some of the New York women, I would be pissed because not only did we not get a reunion, but you're costing me money. And
1: But they did it to themselves. Well,
0: actually, I heard more about it this week. Well, yes, they did it to themselves, but it's really also who's the network protecting, though. And that's what's messed up, because the network protecting certain people cost other people who were willing to show up money. Right. Because according to um, some tea that came out last week. Now, remember we talked about this rumor that uh, at, was it actually, I think it might've even been the the book party, um, the party for the book that just came out, the, the, you know, the one that's all the discussion. um, Right. That, the several of the women, um, Ramona, Leah, although that to me is what makes it a little makes me a little skeptical because I uh, Leah's uh, on some other ish, but I don't see her rolling with Ramona. She would roll by herself before she rolled with Ramona. But Ramona, Leah, and I think maybe Sonia Morgan. Uh, yeah, it wasn't Luann that they left. Shortly after Ebony arrived, because Ebony, um, you know, she, she didn't come with, the, you know, she came a little bit later, had another engagement, et cetera. But at any rate, word on the street. Now, this is something new uh, that I heard this week. Uh, word on the curb is that um, there was some issues, again, that went on behind the scenes. Something else that Ramona allegedly said. And of course, if it has to do with Ramona, chances are it's true because we know she, uh, her mouth is like diarrhea of the mouth, but with racism. Um, <laughs> and so it was, <laughs> it was something that went down with Ramona. Oh my gosh, it's driving me crazy because I didn't write it down because, as you know, when we did our show prep, it wasn't. One of the topics that we had, but in getting into this whole discussion about reunions, um, it made me think of it. But at any rate, it had something to do with Ramona, and it's it was it really got to the point where Bravo was like, "Okay, there's there's no way that we're going to have um, a reunion." I guess she oh she made one of uh, a yet another comment about um, the fact that. She didn't want that um because of ebony, the whole season ended up ended up being about race, and you know there's more than one way that you can take that statement obviously <laughs> um and so but either way it it would not bode well to even for her for them to even flesh that out, and so that had um so the bottom line is these women resistant, probably, I would say, based on some of the things that happened during the season, probably a Ramona, a Luann, because she definitely had her uh, microaggression moments as well, that uh, Bravo was just like, okay, screw it. And my thing is, even if you just show up and not say anything, I want that bag. You ain't gotta say a thing. If if, if Ebony's <laughs> gonna sit there and talk and like the their season uh viewers didn't watch because people were in their feelings. Um it, so if if that's the case, then let them have those couple more episodes that viewers may or may not watch, but I want my hundred thousand dollars. I'm
1: surprised there's not a lawsuit. Uh oh, I business.
0: would not be surprised if as things develop that there won't be, and I don't even know if it'll be the Real Housewives in New York, but there's been so many issues, including one we're going to get into later when we uh, touch base a little on, on some of the Potomac tea in anticipation of their reunion, that it's ripe for lawsuits, it, whether they win or not. Um, even some of the lawsuits that, you know, I give a little bit of side eye to a little, you know, not a lot, but just a little, um, like some of the stuff with, uh, Mimi, some of the stuff with Mariah Hook. And and I don't give them the side eye because I don't, that I doubt that they feel that they legit feel the way they feel. Um, Mariah more so because she pretty much got Uh, slid out of her show within the first two seasons, really. Um, NeNe, I have less empathy for because as long as she was getting what she wanted and her ass was being kissed, she was fine. And then, you know, Mariah has had uh, whether it's contractual or not, she has had a legit reason to be pissed may, may or may not rise to the level of legal, but certainly just being pissed more or less since th- season three of that show. But cause even when they brought her back, she was kind of at, she was just as a friend. Now, again, you and I both being lawyers, I looking at the scenario and from what my understanding of what her deal was with Bravo there may be some questions about where it goes legally, but at least her being upset and that being reasonable that she would be sitting home watching her show. I get that. Nene a little bit though.
1: But part of it goes back to this whole, how much of a liability are you? Like, what are you adding? Are you playing with everybody? Are you being physically threatening? Are you... or do people
0: want to film with you right because right. andy said it andy has said it on more than one occasion sometimes housewives live or die in those uh, for those of you listening i don't mean literally i mean live or die in terms of uh seeing another day on the show based on whether or not their co-stars are willing to film with them well Mariah, again, this is not about whether you are, uh, you are team this or team that, because me and uh, me and Missy go to the same school of being equal opportunity flamethrowers. Um, so this, <laughs> I mean, am I lying? Like, yeah, not, no,
1: I'm, I'm team no friends. So yeah, we're yeah.
0: we're we're throwing darts at everybody, and usually we put gasoline and fire on them. So, <laughs> but um, you know, we can have empathy when necessary, but you know, if these people are making way more money than us. To uh, us talking about them, you know they don't care. So neither do we at any rate. At any rate, um, I think with her, she more or less, I I don't know. Did you watch the first couple of seasons of that? Because that's one I don't stick with now either.
1: I did. I, I watched like, maybe the first two seasons, but I felt like it was really just destructive. They were like, Getting private eyes on each other. Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: so the seasons that you watched were pretty pretty much led to her departure. Remember, by the end of season two, they basically had a meeting uh, among the cast and basically voted her off the island. Like, it was an episode of Survivor.
1: But she deserved it. I, she deserved it.
0: Oh, no. I, and I'm not saying that she didn't, but I'm just saying that if what... If Andy holds true to that statement he made, she is a living, breathing example of it. And in her case, it was even more ugly because of her position as it relates to the show, because she literally brought this show to them, which is why she got the um, ep credit now again we know that some of those credits may be vanity credits i've i've produced things as well so i certainly know the difference but um and that is part of what is probably hurting her as well because a lot of times people will take that vanity credit in exchange for ownership which it looks like she probably did but um because it, 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 it will hard it's hard to believe you would be still have ownership and not be on your own show. Um whereas with Nini uh while Nini did bring the idea of an Atlanta version of Housewives to Bravo, she did not bring the housewives, you know, idea to Bravo, just the idea of saying, hey, could we get a Black version out of Atlanta? I think it would be hot. And of course, it was. Mariah, on the other hand, uh, legit came up with the idea of her show. And so to be sitting at home being voted off the island, yeah, I, I could see where that would pitch you off. But again, uh, given the number of years that have gone by since that has happened and the fact that there has been no legal recourse that has taken place, I, I am a bit skeptical as to whether or not she has any, uh, even if the rumors are true about her bringing suit after all this time.
1: And the thing that I find very interesting about that show is that the focus has shifted. To the doctors rather than the wives of the doctors. I don't know if you remember in the beginning.
0: Well, remember it was it it had a piece it 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 was but it was always a dual element show though because remember Jackie and Simone are OGs on that show. So there was always the um, the shift there was always the two pieces i think what the question is is when they say married to medicine do they are they giving us uh like you said married to medicine as in your you are the wife of a doctor or is it more of a double entendre of where you are either married to a doctor like mariah lisa nicole and you know if we talk about the ogs or and not even or because there's always been an and and you are married to medicine as in you are a um you are also a successful doctor who has a family but married to your career because we've certainly seen uh heavenly is the exception to that because i i really don't know what it is that her focus is but um it's certainly with simone and dr jackie from day one we have seen that they are both married women with not only uh medical careers but thriving medical careers that seem to uh in both instances pull them away from family life remember uh, simone in season one literally moved into a different place to be closer to her practice. And then with Jackie, her husband has always complained, but I think there's a, another set of competing elements there. He's older than her and retired, and he's been older than her and retired the entire time she's been on the show.
1: But I think now there's only one wife and everybody else when there's a doctor. At least, I, I think, last Um last time I saw it
0: there is yeah I, I think there is yeah i think so um because they brought last season they brought back two of the OGs but they brought them back as friends and both of them are married to doctors although Lisa Nicole had like a whole lab core thing going on but still technically not a doctor um and that's why i said it 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 may be more of a double entendre in terms of the doctors. I think what has always troubled me about that show is that I think that that show had the most potential for showing um, professional women in in this case, especially given that um, it is based out of Atlanta, showing uh, these African-American or women of color, uh, professional women in a, Far better light um, than the Real, House, Real Housewives of Atlanta, because while they may be using that platform to uh, push maybe some of their pet projects, they all, uh, the ones who were doctors, were legit doctors. And I, I had hoped that that would step up some of the behaviors out of the proverbial gutter and it really hasn't. And that's been um, other than Dr. Jackie. And the thing that is really amazing to me is that in her, um, her wish to try to maintain a certain level of dignity and respect as compared to her coworkers, a lot of people in the fan base hate on her and say, oh, she thinks she's better than people, you know, and that whole thing. And I'm like, call it what you want. I call it somebody trying to, you know, maintain their professionalism and uh, professional and personal, but most importantly, their professionalism and recognize the fact that after this show goes away, I still want to have the respect and the ability to walk into spaces that I worked hard and paid a gazillion dollars in in schooling to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's easy to lose your credibility on these shows. I, I, I swear, I mean, when I watched Dr. Heavenly on, not just on the show, but her YouTube channel, my God, I mean... 15 minutes of one episode and uh, she may be, for all I know, the best dentist in the universe. I would never go. Because I half the time, I wonder if, if she's got it all together and, you know, hasn't had some some Jesus juice in her coffee cup. <laughs> and remember, they have certainly alluded to that multiple times on the show. Well, I tell you what, watch one of her YouTubes no I'd rather not <laughs> exactly it is like the show on 1000 and then um same thing uh, dr. Simone I know that she is respected and I'm sure is an amazing doctor but you know all the yelling and screaming and the you know the irrational behavior on the show I That makes a difference. Not everybody should go on television and do everything. If you want to live another day doing what you do outside of that. Now the money,
1: the money attracts
0: people though. That's the thing. And on top of that, yes. And we also know they are in the ATL and Atlanta feels that they are little Hollywood you know uh hollywood south um where everything is entertainment adjacent or um something to floss about so these types of things don't necessarily bother them that type of thing would not work everywhere so, um, but anyway, another thing that wasn't on our agenda. See, this is why we did, we had to do a separate gossip show. So let's get into this week's stuff because some of these reunions and stuff are gonna come up during the course of our discussion. Speaking of uh, a reunion that, again, I, I just call them, at this point, we're just gonna say LSR, long-suffering reunions. Um, one that is finally concluding this week, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, And and I mean, this reunion, this show season has taken so long, and the reunion has taken so long that they are literally already filming and have been for a couple of weeks for the next season. Well, last week it came out that uh, on about Wednesday, so what was that? Let's see, October twenty seventh, on thereabouts, um, Dorit Kimsley reports that she was burgled, or her home was burgled. She said that she was sleeping and sometime during the night she woke up. Allegedly, PK was in London. And I say allegedly not to be deliberately shady, but because there's been like two different reports of where he is, where he was. But at any rate, he was not in the room with her. We know that much. Um, so she says that she woke up and there were burglars burglarers and they were already in her bedroom and she immediately um as any i would hope any mother would would began immediately to plead uh not to hurt her children like do whatever you want take whatever you want don't hurt my children and she says that one of the people said to the other um a killer and uh, Uh, that didn't happen, obviously, because she's telling the story. And ultimately, they just made off with all of her jewelry and purses, which I I, want to see the report on that because like no electronics, no cash, no, well, maybe they watched the show. And we know that people out there do because remember the bling ring of several years ago, but at any rate, she said jewelry and purses. So that is the current stuff. And I also saw a report today, which I didn't doubt, that that is going to play on, that's, that is going to be a part of her storyline on the uh, upcoming season, which for her probably saved her from being demoted to friend. Um, because it's not like she brought much to the show uh, this past season, um, but she
1: tried. She tried. She tried to start fights with like every single person.
0: Yeah, she did. Um, and and I mean, and PK is it, PK is her Peter Thomas. Um, it, you know, like Peter Thomas was to Cynthia in terms of of being the part of that pair that kind of helped. To keep some stuff going, to keep her on the show, PK is that person for her because I mean okay. the the episode with PK and Mauricio uh, making fun of the Erica Jane thing. I yeah. you know they could have made two episodes just those two sitting at the table and drinking because I bet the uncut of that is uh, like gold.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Especially once they got a couple of more drinks in them, because you figure this is two people in their own home. And then we know Mauricio likes his weed, too. So I'm sure that was uh, just a shade fest to end all shade fest. but as much as we may hate it as viewers and and also when they kind of mean girl some of the other castmates, the one thing that I will give the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is even some of the ones who don't like each other, if they decide that you are fully a part of their, you know, circle of, you know, you are really in-in with this show, even if we are at odds with some of our, um, you know, some of the things our characters do during the season, they protect one another. Because we know for sure, Erica, Dorit, Ka- well, L- L- Erica's in an island of her own, but Kyle, Lisa, and Dorit do, and and they've clearly circled the wagons around Erica. Well, that's why I, the whole thing about Erica.
1: Being offended by people consulting attorneys. Oh, please. She's ridiculous. Was so weird to me because in past seasons, like Bravo is so funny. They air randomly like these old episodes Mm -hmm. and they were like flying on her plane.
0: Mm -hmm. She was gifting them with things. Um, I mean, why wouldn't women of a certain caliber consult their attorneys, especially when you are dealing with this person, you work with this person and you don't work a normal job. You work a job where you all um, are or pretend to be friends, close friends who are in each other's homes and travel together and, and what have you. And most right. people, and the assumption that, let's face it, the assumption that most of us make, and is often true about rich people or, or people of a, a, of a certain level, especially if they're, they're close, is that they often do business together. And they do. We know that. We know people with less money who do business together. You know, and and people who want to and people who want to look out for each other and make sure that, like, if I'm doing well, you're doing well. I mean, you and I both know, like in our regular day jobs that people refer their friends and neighbors and family members to us all the time. And then if we don't do that type of law or can't take the case, then we pass it on. But that's what people do. And we also know, as even we're seeing a side note, an example of this, even with Theranos, why did all those people invest a FOMO? All their rich friends were investing, so they did.
1: Right. But it's also that there was a lot of gift giving or their used oh, to absolutely. be. Oh, Absolutely. A lot of gift giving. So Remember like,
0: when Sutton came on the scene? Didn't the first thing she did was give them gifts? Remember? I forget what she gave yes. them, but she did.
1: Yeah. And so if you are Erica Jane and you're caught up in all of that and you gave me a gift worth tens of thousands of dollars.
0: Exactly. I and and so we cool know it. that if it's jewelry, that it may or may not be, depending on what you're into it may or may not be insured, either you insured it or I insured it, but if you insured it, that means that it ties back to you and the fact that you bought it, which means that, You know, I need to consult my attorney about this bracelet you gave me because, I mean, do I just need to go ahead and hand that over to the bankruptcy trustee when they season all the rest of her shit? Because what I don't want is to be on the receiving end of a subpoena when I could just quietly hand this crap over to my lawyer and tell him to slide that over to the bankruptcy trustee and keep me out of it. Exactly, Exactly. That's the kind of chick I am. Okay. And yeah, exactly. I, and I knew that's what you were thinking. Absolutely. And and come on. She's married to an attorney. So she knows that people uh contact their attorneys. She has been on the phone constantly with her attorneys, and so has her husband. These lawsuits with Tom, although the 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 big blow up is like, of course, new and really brought on the show. But remember, there was, there's law, lo- there has been some lawsuits that they kind of quietly just swept under, swept under the rug, practically the whole time that she's been on the show. Certainly in the last two seasons before this one.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty sad situation. I, I just don't think that the show was the reunion was worth four episodes. Oh, no. Andy And she didn't answer most of the questions. Yeah. He goes up on a whole nother topic and then he comes right back to her.
0: And we know that she's not gonna answer many questions. And in fairness, uh, again, you know, just invoking our uh, expertise in this, as much as I hate to do it, but again, you know, we're no friend zone. And except to each other. In, in <laughs> fairness, uh to Erica, she shouldn't be talking. No. She shouldn't she, be she talking. Shouldn't, the fact that be. she is on this show, in fact, any of these Bravo people, I mean, we could literally go down the list. Uh because it's not just her and Jen Shah, it's her, Jen Shah, Teresa, Judici, mm-hmm. Dorit. It's it's a bunch of them. And, you know, and none of them should be on this show. It goes back to the crazy we were talking about earlier. Yes, they want the money, but there's other stuff behind it too, because there's other ways that if you weren't on this show, you could be trying to hustle some money and it wouldn't be as noticeable that you're trying to do that, but for you still being on the show. So everybody's watching you. Right, right. Like when Erica Jane tried to go on that high end website and sell her clothes after the bankruptcy trustee had already (laughs) told them to hold on to their stuff. Like, so you don't have somebody else you can have do that for you so it also just goes to them not being so bright either but um but there's a certain level of privilege involved in all of this as well right like so you just thought you were going to go on twitter and announce your sale and nobody was going to notice okay i i, I
1: mean <laughs> it, it's it's so funny because my husband um he walked by and he saw the reunion and he saw her in the reunion and he says is that the same woman who was on the show <laughs> and, I, and I said yeah and he's like he just she looks so different and I'm like she doesn't have the same fillers the same hairstylist
0: uh same. It definitely god. no tan my god her and that dress were practically the same color
1: yeah, I'm like, you know, that was a lot of money that went into creating her and mm-hmm. and she doesn't have the same access at this point.
0: Yeah. Well, and even, well, let's keep it real. Even if she does, maybe the one piece of advice she's taking from her lawyer is not to show it.
1: Yeah, but that dress
0: was really bad. Oh, no, that dress was really bad. <laughs> I mean, but, but let's face it, across the board, they must have... God, they must have thought that it was like ugly dress day. I mean, they they looked like what people look like when they go to an ugly sweater party at Christmas time. Because I didn't understand what fashion. I don't understand what Kyle thought she was doing. with. I got. heard that dress, her whole look, the dress. Uh, first of all, the black pantyhose were a nightmare and they just highlighted the legs. But then again, if she didn't wear pantyhose and we saw those white legs, I mean, that that just would have been a mess. But uh, even her daughters probably would have said, mom, that's ugly, which tells me that there was some stylist that committed that assault on her, that fashion assault. And nobody else was around to tell her, no, no. Uh-uh. I mean the crazy thing is all of them collectively. I mean Kathy Hilton just does the, you know, rich woman balloon dresses, but um you know with just lots of fabric and the patterns and whatever. So it's just like who cares. But the rest of them all of them, and and even Rena with her eclectic sense of whatever, have all dressed better just going to brunch on the show. Yeah, yeah, and I mean not right. just once or twice. Regularly, they are by far the best-dressed cast when they are going places and doing things. And even if you don't necessarily like the specific style, if nothing else, you can look at the tailoring, you can look at the fit, and you can look at the materials and tell it was expensive as hell.
1: Well, that reunion was a hot mess. No, it looked it looked
0: like they went to the deb shop. Um, and, and Garcelle lover, but she went to the mother of the bride section of the, of the dev shop. Yeah, that's exactly what that dress mm-hmm. was. So our next story, and we're going to make this short and sweet because it just annoyed the hell out of me. So Nene Leakes was on, uh, V 104, I believe it was in Atlanta. Um, one of the morning shows and, you know, probably promoting her, um, bar, whatever, and trying, you know, keeping herself, keeping her name out there. So she was asked up by the, um, the commenters, uh, the DJs about, uh, who was there for her among the housewives and whatever, like more or less about Greg's funeral, well, the repast because uh, from what I understand, it looks like they had a private funeral. So the big thing was the big repast party she had at her club for him. And they talked about like who was there, you know, what they really wanted to know was like the housewives, uh, whether it was just her Atlanta cast or the Bravo universe. So she did something that I think was rather tacky. Some people want to give her grace because she's grieving. Nope, not doing it. Um, she said that uh, all the cast members chipped in and gave her a $200 flower arrangement. And I guess, you know, signed it from the cast. <laughs> and she went on to talk about how, um, you know, she, they, they all make a lot of money and this and that and the third. Now, this is my take before I get to Cynthia on that. Most people Most don't even do that, you get a card. We no longer work with you and most of our contact with you, other than us being adult enough to reach out to you because we genuinely loved your husband, reached out or made public statements. But let's be clear, he's not here and we don't like you, but we are gonna do a flower arrangement and I'm gonna take it a step further uh, Miss Leaks, just in case you were not upset enough about it, um, they probably didn't chip in on the flower arrangement. If they're anything like me and my friends, one of us brought the flower arrangement and just told everybody else we did it. And do you would you like me to sign your card? So, since you're concerned about the fact that they were too cheap to get you bigger gifts or a donation to cancer research or something, they probably didn't even do that because real uh, grown women of a certain age and at least a modicum of class don't take up a collection among their friends. One person will just buy it and put everybody else's name on it. And then she went further and said, Cynthia wasn't there and um, she didn't uh, have contact with her, or whatever, till Cynthia. But she came a week later, but she wasn't at the repast. And people were tripping about that. Cynthia lives on the other side of the country. And I'm sorry, she doesn't have to plan her life around the loss in yours. Again, especially since you've made it clear that we are not what we used to be. Also, as I said to you when we were doing show prep, as Cynthia said when TMZ uh, got in her face with the microphone the next day, looking gorgeous, she said, um, I came the following week when I could actually spend time with her because... I wouldn't have gotten to spend any quality time with her if I came when everybody else was there. And they were like, So, where were you know, what was going on during that time? She was like, I was in LA, where I live, doing what I do. I mean, (laughs) minding my business. Minding my business. And we know that she came out and made a statement just like everybody else when Greg initially died. And sadly, we live in a world where people can't just offer quiet condolences and private condolences. They have to do it publicly because otherwise there's no proof to the, their stupid, voracious fans, especially the ones of um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta and Potomac who are insane. They're like the barbs versus the Navy <laughs> versus the Bayhive. Um, You have the you know, they have people have to actually do make a public proclamation when they simply say, I am really sorry about your loss. But I'm going to kick it to you, because as someone who has had losses in my life, and, and I know you have too, and recognize how grown people handle these things, this story really annoyed the hell out of me and not because of the people that chipped in on cards or a flower and Tiffany I mean I'm sorry and Cynthia coming the other week it is the fact that she actually talked about
1: I mean to me if I lost my husband I would not be checking and sizing up the flowers for the cost I mean all of this just shows what a sad person uh, Lanethea really is. And it's really unfortunate. I think, you know, she's in a position now where she doesn't have the show and she doesn't have her partner. And I don't know what the future holds for her. I mean, I I, I hope that, you know, she will move on and and, and grow. From this, but it, it 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 seems pretty bleak. I mean, my prayers are with her. I mean, if yeah. that's where she's at, if that's where she's at in the midst of all of this loss, mm-hmm. um, she's in a really bad place.
0: Yeah, right. And now. you don't get a sympathy pass from me when you're petty. No, no. And no. and but the fact that and, you're and not I know petty, to, and and I don't mind petty in, uh, petty in perspective. But But you and I
1: have you and I have both dealt with grief.
0: Yes. And so
1: when you are really going through it to be distracted by things like that Mm -hmm. means you're you're not going through the
0: process. Yeah. And and I, I feel for her in the loss. But when you use that as yet another opportunity to come for people. I can't mess with you. I completely agree. So so next, now this is uh, big news. It's been something that's been batted around for a long time. But finally, uh, Andy Cohen announced today, I think on the Today Show, that the Real Housewives of Dubai is coming in 2022. Um, It sounds like this is something that they are probably in the process, if not, have already cast, um, even though um, even though they're not admitting to it. And the information that I've pulled, um, it, the, uh, some of these names sound mighty specific for them not to at least be in talks. And given the nature of how this works with the filming versus the editing and then getting it, uh, getting it to air, um, for them to already be talking about 2022, this casting is either done or nearly done so that they can start getting filming, getting to filming because we're already in November. So even if they start filming in January, they would have, um, they would have to they would literally have to be filming in January because a, a case in point is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. They started filming in January. they wrapped up around uh, around May and then of course the show is airing now and we're in week eight. so um, because they started airing in um, uh, in September. So I think that's probably what we're going to be looking at uh what we're going to be looking at with them i would imagine that uh they're going to be coming in around the same time uh as the next round next year as the next round of that whole like potomac slash salt lake city and then we'll probably get Dubai either coming like in the midst of that or, or before it. I don't think, especially given if they're going to put on Bravo, because, of course, we know that they've been trying to do some stuff for Peacock. I personally think that this is too big of uh, uh, this is potentially too big of a show, not to mention the expense of making it uh, for them to waste it on Peacock. Um, I, and, uh, I think they're rushing to do it because they want to make sure that they don't make the mistake they did with the first season of Salt Lake City, putting it behind a dud like OC. Um, there's going to be a substantial investment made in this. They're going to put it behind one of their hit shows. What do you think?
1: I am so excited. I went to mm-hmm. Dubai a couple of years ago, and even if the women are boring, the atmosphere surely won't be boring. And um, the money, the money. Yeah, there's and, lots of opulence, um, and
0: and I, we get a, an unabashed, not shy about the opulence. We get back to what this show is supposed to be about. Like I said on the F and today. <sighs> Rich heifers doing rich heffa shit.
1: Even just walking through the Dubai Mall. Yes. I mean, I'm not a mall person, but even walking through there, yeah. I but you're like, change. I'm going to that one. <laughs> my, my my mind was blown completely. Oh, yeah. It was like it was like a consumerism, American consumerism on steroids.
0: Yeah, like it was ridiculous on steroids, plus some crack and some cocaine as a chaser.
1: Yeah, so I'm super, I'm super excited. And then that is definitely a party city. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure they will be like partying and it'll be neat to be introduced to things that are inaccessible to me. Because some of these things that I see on these Housewives shows, I'm like- Which is not, like, you know. And
0: I know that people love the drama, but that was not what it was supposed to be about. You and I as TV connoisseurs, which is why we, we love doing this, we know that when the Housewives came, it was supposed to be a modern day version of the lifestyles of the rich and famous, but with a different twist based on housewives, because remember we went from the lifestyles of the rich and famous to Joan Rivers doing the millionaires next door. And then remember in like the early 20s, um, right before the housewives, you had several of those shows about these women, which is what, and which is where the housewives interest came from about these women who would throw these over the top extravagant parties for their right. kids. Right. And so of course, that would, that pique the interest, like, wait a minute, let's take a peek behind the curtain to what is going on at home with these women who would have the means to live large as, you know, as housewives, because, you know, they, they plan these extravagant parties, they had shit else to do. So, um, so look, I am not. I am not rich. I am not famous. I
1: do not live a life of luxury. But when I'm watching these shows and I'm seeing them wearing some of the same, the same that stuff I that I wear you can get and going to
0: oh, yeah. the same places that I would go, I feel uh, a way about especially, it. Oh yeah, especially Atlanta, Potomac, and of course, you and I live in the DMV, so we're both looking at Potomac like and what exactly 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 you know i mean give me something i mean uh portia halfway tried when she had the the purple birkin bag but as we know so you know that was given to her allegedly by some african so she you know you still ain't coming with (laughs) with nothing
1: (laughs) at all
0: (laughs) like no so and and the exciting thing is I actually checked the, the um, people who have been discussed, and I've checked two sources for this. i looked them all up because you know how we do. So the first main person, and if, if they choose her, I I like it. You and I talked about this during prep. Um, I like it. I also get it, even though some people may be like, eh. but anyway, Caroline Stanberry. Now, Caroline Stanberry, for those of us TV files, um, uh, and and especially people like me and you who will watch TV from all over the world, was um, from the show Ladies of London, which had three seasons on Bravo. At the end of, that was a 2014 show, at the end of 2016, she left the show. She was part of the nucleus of the show. uh she left the show and moved to dubai uh with her husband because she said that would be easier with travel well one thing that i didn't know when you and i talked which would to me makes this even more interesting for if they choose her her and homie are divorced
1: oh interesting
0: so now we get the possibility of her i don't know if she's still living there although people i know who went to dubai like you know, they were good with staying. But if she has chosen to stay there, or of course she has money, she can certainly do it for the sake of the show, just like she did when she was on Ladies of London. Um, That adds an interesting twist because, you know, we will get to see potentially her dating or whatever else she's doing now and um, and working. And I, I know that, Yes, there would be some concern about, okay, we finally get a show in Dubai and I get it. We finally get a show in Dubai and it's the big name, um, at least for American audiences is a white woman But the reality of it is is that even though it's the Real Housewives of Dubai, it is an American show. And so from a producer standpoint, if they have somebody that they know and that knows how this whole game works in terms of making reality TV, and it is someone that at least a segment of the Bravo audience is familiar with, that's a win-win for them. So white or not, I can't be mad at that. For the producers,
1: it makes sense. I mean, here's the thing about Dubai is it's an amazing country. It's very modern. When -hmm. you go there as a tourist, no one messes with you. But it is still a very traditional place. So So none of
0: these people would be from, and and all of these people I'm going to name, several of them are Middle Eastern, but they are not natives of Dubai. Because yes, Dubai is absolutely um, traditional because there is going to be, I'm sure, there's going to have to be some massaging done at Bravo, even based on some of the feedback I saw today, because... Uh, as on the flip side, uh, the UAE for all of his modernness in terms of the money and the opulence and all of that good stuff. Like you said, when you were trying to get an Uber, one of the offerings was a helicopter. Um, right. <laughs> but even with all of that, from a human rights standpoint, especially when it comes to our friends in the LGBTQ plus community, uh, like many places in the middle east they're crap
1: and i mean like the the leader's daughter had to like run away like she had to sneak okay, away do, all right, do we
0: still know what our girl is i mean i'm just saying
1: I mean, it's so I don't see a lot of people who are from there. <laughs> no, to be part of that. Oh hell no. part of the population. Even they
0: when they if when they party and whatever, I would venture to say that there's going to be a lot of massaging that production is going to be doing with them in terms of uh, even like it's so funny because everything is so opulent, right? They've got the American fashion and they've got all of this, but as you and I know they are also like extremely strict when it comes to drinking even let me tell
1: you let me tell you how strict they are when it comes to drinking the best Uh, you have to have have a
0: license if you live there you have to have a license
1: the best advice that I got is if you want to have a drink in your room or whatever make sure you go through the duty-free because you buy the store there's 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 no liquor store. Nope. You can go to bars and restaurants and you can mm-hmm. drink. And they'll have like bottomless brunches and things like that. But if you just want to have a drink in your room or grab a beer or something, that's not happening. Yeah, you better There's bring no that with store. you from the airport. Right, exactly, exactly. It's that It's that strict.
0: And even with the hotels, there are issues about... Um, women, if people of opposite sexes going to hotel rooms who are not married. Like, it's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's a lot, yeah.
0: So, um, all right, so we have Caroline Stansberry, but some of these people are really interesting. And really, the interesting thing is, maybe everybody here don't know them, but worldwide famous. So even a couple of these people would be good guests, just based on their IG. The next one is Huda Kattan, maybe Katan, who is a former Miss World Australia? She also is known um, as hoodie, hoodie Booty or Hoodie Booty. She has 2.3 million followers on her personal Instagram, but she is the founder of Huda Beauty. I went to the Huda um, to the Huda Beauty uh, page. 49.5 million followers just on IG alone. Wow. And by the way, all of these women are like devastatingly gorgeous. Okay, next, Jessica Kahawati. She's a model humanitarian law grad, 1 million uh, IG followers, and she is founder of Mama Rita. Uh, Nadine Naseeb Najim. She is also an actor, former Miss Lebanon, 2004, 14 million IG followers. Nadia Zaal, real estate developer. I didn't even realize I had been following her just because of the, the the developments that she puts up. She may not. She doesn't have as many followers as them because she's actually a legit businesswoman. I mean, she has a couple hundred thousand, but she's a legit businesswoman. And I mean, the properties that she shows on her page—if she's selling even half of them, she got. Uh, she got the kind of money they make music about. Okay. Karen was in, she is a TikTok sensation. She's also middle Eastern. She, uh, she started her own, uh, eyewear line. Uh, she looks like she'd be the baby of the group, 6.8 million followers just on Instagram. So if she is known for her TikTok, then obviously she probably has uh hundred uh, millions more there. So, uh, whether they get some of these women or all of them, that would be a pretty powerhouse cast because maybe we don't know them, but the demographic that Bravo has been trying to shift to for a minute in terms of um, the younger end of that 18 to 42 um, money demographic is would definitely uh it would be perfect for this and all of these women even just based on their followings the things that they show none of them are afraid to show their fashion their beauty and their wealth all of them uh look like they just walked out of fashion magazines i can't wait so yeah, so that's really exciting. So the final thing that I have for us is um the and this is just, you know, quick throwaway. This is we know that we last night got the Real Housewives of Potomac re, uh final episode. So what they are playing up now is the reunion again. LSR, Long Suffering Reunion, four episodes. This is definitely one where literally I would only give them two and a half only because they're having a special guest. And I already know just because of my usual feelings when Nicki Minaj, when I have to listen to her voice too much, that's still going to be 15, 20 minutes too long. Because just the sound of her voice is like fingernails in a blackboard to me. <laughs> um, and then, on top of it, the fact that you have, as in this cast, let's say I'm a cast member, I have given you hundreds of hours of my life for four to six months for you to edit down and, you know, help me to look like a fool and, you know, get it down to however many episodes they had, maybe. I think maybe about 16 Um, and the next and, and then our reunion ends up being dwarfed by the fact that we have a guest star at the end whose fan base doesn't even fall into our primary demographic unless, of course, we're fighting. And not everybody fighting, just the two youngest people fighting.
1: <laughs> so. Or or you got Nicki Minaj cheap because
0: she's married to a predator. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, it's, it's it, you know, even when she said that she wanted to do it and then Andy was like, remember that whole little internet campaign she went yeah. on and then, and then all the women were acting like they were excited. I was like, Y'all some thirsty heifers because she doesn't even her fan base doesn't fit what you need. And even if they watch the reunion, I'm sure it's it's definitely going to be a ratings, uh, probably one of the highest ratings they've had, the way they've talked it up. All of the so-called leaks that you and I know are not really leaks about what she supposedly said to who and who she supposedly got together. We know all that is, is BS. We know all of that is deliberately done. Um, even all of that is geared towards getting, uh, making, keeping her fans hype and having having her fans hope that she'll pop up at some point before the last episode, but it's already been made clear that they did not bring her in until the very end of taping. So even on that last episode, she, I don't think she's gonna get the whole episode. If she does, you're you're just gonna have to tell me about it because I I won't be (laughs) able to. I don't care who she supposedly gets together. I won't be able to do it, and even if she does, it's totally performative anyway. So and she's I mean, not
1: and she's not that witty or funny now. If it was Cardi B, oh my would god, that would be, be I would way be on better. the floor,
0: exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because
0: you know, all you need is Cardi B to say to Candace's husband, "Come on now, you know you don't pay your rent." <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that my daughter was walking around saying that and she did, had never even seen Love and Hip Hop. She didn't even know that came from Love and Hip Hop, but she shut she shut it down That when she said that to Peter Guns at the reunion. She's like, come on, Peter, you know, you don't pay the rent. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i mean she she had a lot of zingers there like she would be great for a real Housewives reunion she even,
0: and awesome. again even and in fairness to nikki cardi's fans don't meet the demographic either but if we're gonna do stunt casting let's at least make it entertaining and then they did all this pink which makes me look like makes me think about uh um it, what is it? Steel magnolias. When Olympia Dukakis said the church oh, looked like yeah. Pepto-Bismol threw up in the building, between <laughs> the set and the clothes, it's like bad to worse. Um, yeah. Karen looked like she looked so amazing on Watch What Happens last week. That's what she should have worn to the reunion. I don't even care that it was a black jumpsuit. The 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 makeup. The jumpsuit, the hair looked amazing. It was soft. It was full. It was clear that someone in New York from Watch What Happens did her, as opposed to somebody in DC who who did her as if she was gonna do a drag brunch.
1: So yeah, yeah. all the makeup is on that show. All. I mean, it's I, I want to say, uh, you DC know it's, and
0: Salt Lake have the worst. Have the worst. You know, it's DC bad when the best makeup is uh, Giselle and Ashley
1: yeah yeah and the best hair was
0: giselle and ashley which is definitely well ashley's hair is natural but it's still they did a great job with it um giselle this was literally the first reunion i have ever liked uh her hair um whether it's just pieces of wig or whatever stick with whoever did this um and
1: candace they have her looking like a tin man with all that highlighter on her face uh,
0: yes and and then the wig it literally was jada pinkett from the nutty professor um yeah. so the, the things that stand out to me um it and now one from last night <laughs> is ray ray shade reminds me of my grandfather because he had shade and i loved it <laughs> When Ray said to Michael Darby, I was surprised that the kids are um, were, this, were this attractive. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, that made me think of my grandmother, Helen, who um, if she meets your baby and she tells you that you have a nice baby, when there is no way of her knowing that child's personality, it means your baby's ugly. we have established that over low Uh, many years and finally forced her to admit it it means that she thinks your baby looks bad and so instead of saying oh that's a pretty baby she just goes that's a nice baby uh, (laughs) and she's done it several times and you know the are d- different now I'm not gonna say that Gollum's children are unattractive because <laughs> I have two kids and I they're cute and I want good-looking grandchildren so I am not gonna put bad juju in the atmosphere by talking bad about those children but Ray did and i'm just going to leave it like that cuz that tells me that Ray and Karen have been home talking about those kids.
1: Yeah, yeah, and when Robin <laughs> asked them if he's ever mistaken for their grandfather. That was uh,
0: awesome I mean of terrifying. course he's mistaken for their grandfather and and let's face it at his age he literally could be their great grandfather yeah. because we're talking about and i'm and we and i'm not being ageist. I'm being like just doing the math. He is It well in his sixties. He's probably uh, uh, honestly. I would bet that despite the the shade that Ashley throws at Ray and G, first of all, G is younger than Michael. Not only does he look younger than Michael, we know that G is younger than Michael. Secondly, um, if anything, Michael is probably closer to Ray's age. And in truth, because, you know, brothers, if they lived well, um, age even better than they do normally, Ray actually looks good. What gives Ray's age away is the fact that he moves slow. Ray has some obvious mobility issues, but like in the face and whatever, I mean, Ray to me looks like Peter Thomas's older brother
1: right right
0: yeah i mean ray's ray's mobility and you know he's got that kind of gruff old man voice but the only thing that gives ray away is his mobility because it damn sure isn't in his face
1: well when they were going down the steps last night that was a little
0: scary well exactly but michael darby he 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 looks like gollum for a reason because gollum is old and creepy (laughs) um so and you know and the only other thing because if we we can come back to some of this next week because we're going to wrap up and go into salt lake city because i definitely so put a pin in this um for for next week's gossip chat that we need to have a talk about the um I'm, i'm depending on you about um about michael darby Chris Bassett Andy Cohen and the whole white privilege of it all oh sure (laughs) um we definitely need to talk about that and and I can't imagine that the reunion isn't going to give us some reasons to talk about that and then you might want to put a hashtag colorism there too because there's because that's always ever present yeah. on this show. I mean, this show, uh, you know, made it look like you had to pay, pass the paper, te- paper bag test to be on it from season one. Because remember season one, we started with all light skins except for Sharice. And really, and remember if it they wasn't had for that the
1: fact- talk. remember they had that little table talk, that I first season. I absolutely
0: remember yeah. when Giselle, Robin and and Katie and Giselle and Robin had the nerve to try to make Katie feel some kind of way. I absolutely remember that. And it's just like you might act like you all down, but there's a whole lot that goes on with you and definitely in your life that has to do with how you look and not just how you look pretty, because you can find many a pretty girl, especially on a college campus or even just walking down the street. It's pretty and light. Right. <laughs> okay. So let's be clear. So yeah. So we're going to definitely talk about that because again, the reunion of this show begets many issues and that one is ever present. And the fact that it, literally came up and then you had a white man husband or not kind of try to tamp that down you know what we're gonna leave it alone because it goes too deep um, <laughs> and the other thing about the reunion we'll just deal with when they get to it so that is all we have this week and this is why we had to do a separate gossip show because there was so much so everybody hopefully you will hang with us for the real uh, the real housewives of Salt Lake City I've got a and take some oxtails out the oven, so that was probably a bit too personal. So, I, so, so we'll be back in about five minutes to jump right into that show. And then for the replay gang that are listening to this on the channel or whatever podcast station you listen to, of course, you can just click on the next episode at any time, but I hope you'll do it now to make sure that you download it and stay with us. But if you only tuned in for the gossip make sure that you follow me on all social media platforms. Everything you need is right there in the information section. But just in case you need me to remind you, I'm at Let's Be Honest on Twitter and Let's Be Honest JJ on Twitter and Instagram. That's L-E-T-S-B-E-H-O-N-E-S-T-J-J for just Jonda. And remember, if you're thinking about it, clicking about it, linking about it, or want to talk about it, chances are I want to talk about it with you. So let's be honest together. Bye-bye. See you in a few minutes, Melissa. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got to give you some applause again because, you know, we, we love our sound effects here. So everybody stay tuned.